1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: Friend, you can win more people to the Lord. You can win your enemy to the Lord. I can win mine. We can do it in the power of Jesus, in the power of Jesus Christ.
1: With all of the events and division in the country today, it's difficult to imagine how differences can be solved and unity can return. But for those who trust in Jesus and understand the forgiveness he provides can overcome hate and prejudice and love one another in his power. Let's go to Pastor Jack Morris for today's message, Learning How to Forgive.
2: A man and his son had a very difficult strained relationship so much so that the son ran away from home and ran and moved to Madrid and it broke the father's heart the father was sad and went looking for his son but didn't know where to find this teenage boy in Madrid and so he put an ad in the local paper saying son name is Pecos Pecos all is forgiven I'm your dad I love you I want you back Tomorrow, if you read this, tomorrow meet me uh, outside on the street from the, of the newspaper office. Love, dead. The next day, the father showed up. There were 800 Pecos boys. <laughs> 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 what I'm trying to say is that people do want to get right. I really believe that. People do want to move beyond. We don't want to keep looking back in the rearview mirror all the time You can't drive and go forward that way. We want to look ahead. We want to make things right. And I believe, I do believe, I must believe, I do believe that people do want to make things right and be reconciled and move on with their lives. Now, forgiveness is the most, listen to this, forgiveness is the most obvious and fundamental teaching of the New Testament. Do I need to say that one again? The most obvious and fundamental teaching of the New Testament is forgiveness. Now, why should we forgive? Number one, Jesus has forgiven us. I was lost. I was in sin. I'd broken His heart, Heavenly Father's heart. And God, in mercy and grace, saved me and forgave me. Not because I was a good person. That wasn't why. Not because I am a perfect person. On the contrary. He came and saved me and forgave me because of his grace. And when I remember what he did for me, that energizes me and gives me the strength and the power to forgive others. He forgave me because he loved me, not because I I couldn't go back and undo. What can you do? You can't go back and undo anything, can you? It's What's done has been done. I mean, sometimes I wonder... What, what, does, what does he expect me to do? Put on sackcloth and ashes and get down on my knees? I mean, what can I do now but ask for forgiveness? What can you do? Or what can that other person do? Do you want him, do you want her to put on sackcloth and ashes and get down? No, I didn't have to do that to Jesus. I had to but just look up and ask for mercy. And he pitied me. He came to me. He helped me. He blessed me. He forgave me. And today I'm a new person in the Lord. And I've been new ever since January the 9th, 1951. I know the time. I know that's a long time ago, isn't it? That's a long time ago. But I'm just as new today, perhaps even more new, because of his grace that has continued to bless and help me. So number one, I'm to forgive others because Jesus forgave me. And I must remember that. If you don't have that in your mind, fixed in your mind, you are a forgiven sinner because he loved you, not because you're good, not because you never hurt anybody else, not because you never made a mistake, not because you're perfect. On the contrary, you and I are sinners. We have broken the law of God, and he has forgiven us. That's simple. Now, as I keep remembering that, holding that in my mind, keeping that in the fore of my attention, Secondly, first, I'm to forgive because he told me to forgive. But listen to this. I'm to forgive because he told me to forgive. Now, friend, come on. Am I not? Are you not supposed to do what you're told to do by the Lord Jesus? He told you and me to forgive. I want to do it because he forgave me of my sins, and I want to forgive others perhaps for no other reason than my dear Savior asked me to do something for him. That's why I want to do it. He asked me to forgive. Now, the greatest consequences of forgiving. Now, notice I didn't say the greatest consequences of not forgiving. There are consequences to not forgiving. But the greatest consequences to forgiving a person who offended me, the greatest consequence is I bring pleasure to the heart of God. Now, God has been so good to me. I want to do something good for him. And I want to be a reflection of Jesus. And I want God to look and smile and say, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. I'm pleasing God when I forgive. Now, the Lord's Prayer, we read it again today after we have said it. Forgive us our debts, our sins, our transgressions as... We forgive others. As, if I don't forgive others, God's saying, you want me to forgive you as you forgive others? You don't forgive others. So you're asking me in that prayer not to forgive you. Friend, we need to be aware of the words we're saying when we pray. But Jesus says he will do that. Peter asked Jesus on one occasion, how many times shall I forgive my brother who sins against me, who does me wrong, who offends me? How many times? Seven Now Peter thought he was being magnanimous. He thought he was being very generous because the Jews thought it was sufficient to forgive three times. And so Peter put the word number seven on it. That's the perfect number of the New Testament. That's the number of completion. Seven times. Now that would be something to forgive seven times. I mean somebody does something, the same thing against me seven times. You know, they do it once, I forgive them. They turn around and do the same thing again. I forgive them the second time. They turn around and do the same thing again the third time. After a while, I'm going to say, hey, (laughs) enough already. (laughs) Jesus said 70 times 7. Who's counting? I can't do that, Lord. (laughs) But that's how he treats me. He forgives me repeatedly over and over again. Now, friend, listen to me clearly, please. God has no Pets. He is not going to bend his rule for you or for me. He's not going to bend his rule. He says that we are to forgive even as we are to forgive. So I'm to forgive because Jesus forgave me. I'm to forgive because he has asked me to forgive. Now, what will forgiving do for me? I know what it's going to do, I think for the person I forgive, but what's it going to do for me? Now, if I'm just purely a selfish person, I'm going to get a lot out of forgiving somebody else. Someone said, but they don't deserve forgiveness. No, neither did you, do you? Neither did I, nor do you and I deserve forgiveness now, this ongoing cleansing that God gives to us. But God's mercy is so great and so wonderful. So here's what it's going to do for me. And what it's going to do for you. You're going to experience a great release. When you forgive, when you release them, you're going to receive a release. When you release that person who has offended you, you're going to be released from the bondage into freedom. Let me ask you a question. Do you remember the old peace that you used to have? Would you like to get it back? When you don't forgive, you don't have peace. You have bondage. There's something wrong. There's a cloud over you. And wherever you go and stick your head, that cloud stays right there. Only you, you, and you alone can get rid of that cloud. By looking to the Lord for his blessing, you'll get a great and wonderful release. You'll get that peace back that you thought you had one time, that you did have one time, and now you lost it because that unforgiving spirit. Again, what do you want that person to do? Put ashes on his head? Get on his knees in front of you? You wouldn't even forgive him then. You would stay. You know what you'd say? I am justified in what I'm feeling. I feel this way because of how I have been hurt. He doesn't deserve forgiveness. No, you don't either. But your name is written in the book of life in heaven because of God's mercy and grace. Not a one of us deserved, deserved it, did we? you quiet. And then then when I forgive, not only will I have that wonderful release, I'll I'll stay younger. (laughs) You want to to come to the fountain of youth today? (laughs) Well, this is true. This is a fact. This is well documented in the research universities. People who forgive remain healthier, healthier, and they stay younger. There are people today who have lines in their face and they have aged because they have carried bitterness and resentment in their heart and they will not let it go.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, You'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock, and a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message.
2: God does great things. Can you say amen? amen. This is what God will do. God will bless. And there are people that have stomach problems, back problems, and just an array of, uh, of problems coming from the stress of a carrying a grudge, an attitude, a resentment. I don't know what else to call it today. But they just keep remembering, remembering, focusing them on. And they have the, this imaginary conversation with that person that offended them. Now I could say this to them. I, you know, if, you, if I did to you what you did to me. And, and they drive the car and they're, they're thinking and they're talking and that imaginary conversation goes over and over and over. Their husband is sick of hearing about it. The wife is sick of hearing about it. So now she or he is talking to themselves. This has gone on and on and on. You're killing yourself is what you're doing. You've lost your peace with God. The messages, the services, the songs, the communion... It's it's not there anymore, but you can get it back. That's the good news. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? You can get it back. A doctor, a psychologist, uh, Dr. Ken Hart of Lees University in England did a course, conducted a course on forgiveness. Now, as far as we know, this was the first secular course ever taught on forgiveness years ago. Now, he's... We don't think that he's a Christian. He didn't talk from the Bible. But he taught about forgiveness. And he was using biblical principles. But he didn't even know he was using it. And he got this class together. And he knew that, 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 that people in general, Christian or non-Christian, people need to know how to forgive one another. They're going to die. They're killing themselves. Their life is miserable because they don't forgive. They don't know how to forgive. So he put together a course. And in that course, the people came into the class. There was one man there whose wife had committed adultery on him. There were people in that class who had been burglarized and bullied. And all of these people in that class had one thing in common. They all were angry. They all had hate and revenge in their heart. They all wanted to get even. All of them. And he taught that secular course knowing... See... This just isn't a message for church people. It certainly is. The New Testament is all about forgiveness. But this is a message that people everywhere need to hear because people have hurt people everywhere. And it happens in the church too because we're still here on this earth. We're still human. We still have problems. We even offend God at times even after we've been saved we need to come back to the Lord. I talked all about that last week. I won't go back into that again today. But <clears throat> detached forgiveness is when you have a reduction in your negative feelings toward that person that offended you. And here's anyone we can stop at any one of these three. We have there is a reduction. We have partially forgiven. But this is what our attitude is. Okay, I've forgiven him or I've forgiven her, but I don't want to ever see him again. <laughs> I hope I never come face to face with them again. They're forgiven. (laughs) That's that detached, you know, they're detached. Limited forgiveness is very much like detached. There is a reduction in the negative feelings, and there's a partial reconciliation to this degree. I've forgiven them, and if I see them, I'll be courteous, I'll shake hands. I'll smile. I might even give him a hug, big hypocrite. You know, I might even give him a hug. (laughs) But it'll never be the same again. I'll never have that same feeling toward them that I used to have. Listen, how about Jesus? If he said to you, I'll forgive you, but I'm never going to really have the same feeling toward Jack Morse that I used to have. Wouldn't I be in a pickle? (laughs) Limited forgiveness. Yeah. If I run into them, I'm not going to go looking for them, but if I run into them, <laughs> I'll smile and shake hands. Boy, you know, I have a feeling I'm talking about the things that people know, <laughs> know about. <laughs> and then the last one, what is that? Oh, yes. That is the ultimate proof And that's what I'm going to really be going into next week. But I want to tell you something about full forgiveness right now. When Jesus was going through his passion, they they went through that trial. My, has anybody ever told outright lies on you? Lied right through their teeth repeatedly? Well, they did that in Jesus' trial. And then they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. And then they did crucify him. And on that cross, what did he say? Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Now, now listen to me very closely here. Listen to me. Listen to me. Notice he did not say, I forgive them. Did you notice that? He said, Father, forgive them. What's going on here? Here's a nuance that we need to get a hold of. When you and I can pray... For God to forgive the person who hurt me, I am praying, God, bless that person like that person never hurt me. Bless that person, bring good into their life, because they didn't really know what they were doing. That's what Jesus was saying. Father, you forgive them, meaning I've already forgiven them, but now I want the blessing of the Father to be upon them. Now you have truly forgiven. It's not a detached forgiveness. It's not a limited forgiveness. It is a full and a complete forgiveness. Now, if you can't do that yet, you're somewhere back on number one or number two. But God is moving you by his grace to number three where you're going to come to a full, full forgiveness. Now, I have to close, but last week I talked about Peter and Jesus washing his feet. Remember that? Let me go back to that one again. When Jesus took that basin of water and he began to move it down, does the scripture say, listen, listen, does the scripture say he washed everyone's feet except Judas? There were 12 of them there. One of them was a devil. But Jesus picks his feet up, Judas' feet, and puts it in the basin to wash that. I'm going to call him a devil. Jesus called him. That man's feet. Wash his feet. The kindness, the love, the forgiveness, even before Jesus received the kiss on his cheek and Judas exposed him to the soldiers. This is what the Lord Jesus did. Now, friend, listen to me now clearly. Jesus knelt before His nemesis. Jesus knelt before his adversary. You see, we want those who offended us, we want them to do the kneeling, right? We want them to get down in sackcloth and ashes. No, that's not Christianity. I wonder if we truly know what it is to be a Christian and to live the abundant Christian life and treat people like Christians. Jesus is the one that got down. Jesus knelt. And Jesus washed his feet. And cleanse this man even before he sinned. Jesus was there doing that. Now, I can only do that. This is the most unnatural thing in all the world to do, is to forgive somebody who hurt me. The natural thing is get even, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. Make him hurt like he hurt me. Make her hurt like she hurt me. We may not say that, but oh, we would feel good. If it started happening to them, tell me, is it hurting anybody, that person yet? You know, somebody would come and tell me. Yeah, well, they're getting what they deserved. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting what they deserved. But I can only kneel when Jesus inside me is kneeling. It's the most unnatural thing in all the world to forgive. I can't do it. I must confess, I'm your pastor. I cannot do it. I can't forgive. In my natural way, I want to be vindictive. I want others to hurt like they hurt me. I want to get even eye for an eye, a tooth for tooth. That's the old natural person. But when Jesus is there, the power of Jesus that knelt before Judas, and that power is within me, I can kneel before the person that doesn't like me, that hates me, that is angry with me. I can kneel. I can't do it in myself. I can't do it. But Jesus is kneeling again. Jesus is forgiving again. Where is Jesus and where is he doing that? He's in me doing that. He's in you doing that. Jesus is kneeling. Now I need to pray, Lord, fill me with Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, so that I can kneel before my enemy so that I can pray, Father, forgive them. Father, bless them. Father, make their life to prosper. That's, that's exactly what Jesus said. He looked up, and they remember this. Always remember this. He didn't say, I forgive them. He had already done that, but now he is praying, Father, those who lied on me, those who cried out, crucified me, those who did all of this to me, Lord, bless and prosper them. Do you know what happened? On the day of Pentecost, some of those very people were there outside the upper room who heard the sermon that Peter preached and 3,000 of them came into the kingdom of God. Why did that happen? Because Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Father, bless them. And God did forgive them. God did bless them with eternal life. They heard the truth and they prospered spiritually and they came in. Friend, you can win more people to the Lord. You can win your enemy to the Lord. I can win mine. We can do it in the power of Jesus, in the power of of Jesus Christ we can be Jesus in this world we can be a light in this world we can be the salt in this world so you're the light of the world you're the the salt of the earth when Jesus said you're the light of the world you're the salt of the earth what he was saying it was telling us back then they didn't have refrigeration they had to cure the meat and preserve the meat with salt and Jesus is saying like rotten meat this world is a rotten world and a lot of rotten things are happening out there. But rotten things should not happen in the life of a believer. You're the salt of the earth. Go out there and heal the world. Go out there and, and preserve the world. And But it has to first begin in the house of God.
1: God's forgiveness has no bounds. And isn't it wonderful to know as we understand the grace that He provides no matter what we've done, that we too can learn to forgive others unconditionally. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris. I want to thank you for listening to The Healing Word. I pray
2: deeply that you are finding healing through God's Word emotionally, mentally, physically. You can be part of The Healing Word ministry by praying and giving financially. Others need to hear God's Word and receive God's healing touch, and you can be God's instrument in reaching out to them by supporting The Healing Word with your prayers and financial gifts. Friend, I need your help. I truly thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus for your prayers and financial support. Go to Largo Community Church website, largocc.org, that's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org
1: for the mailing address and to learn more about The Healing Word Ministries. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow...